Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scanline Tabletop in our Embers of War campaign in the Tenra Bancho Zero system. I am Kyrie Page. You'll find me on Twitter at Kyrie A. Page and also on co-host at co-host.org slash Kyrie Page, and I am the game manager. And introducing themselves in my first name... Hi, I'm Jennifer Uncle. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JPU3 and uh, on co-host at Jen-and-Aster. And uh, I am playing the role of Rising Phoenix. I'm June Baker. You can find me on Twitter at JuneBerryCake. I am not on co-host yet. Uh, and I am playing the role of the Wandering Reigns. I'm Six Detmar. You can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. My pin tweet there gives you links to all the other places you can find me, like co-host and Mastodon and website and Patreon and all that good stuff. Um, and I'm going to be playing the role of Nadeshko Tendo today. All right. And now that we know our players, I say let's jump right into it. A, like... A person who is almost more creature than man has emerged from the darkness and with clashing blades is now basically closer to Nadeshko than she would ever want. Um, his nostrils are flaring as you hear the guttural growl of, That petal will be mine. What do you do? It's funny because at the same time, it's like it feels like it's the most pressing question for Nadeshko, but I could also see a situation if someone else had an immediate idea, I could see her just holding the blade back and trying to think and someone else acts in the meantime, if someone had a pressing uh, move they wanted to do. I'm going to actually real quick, real quick, uh, Phoenix. Yes. Emotion Matrix roll on this being known as the Eternal. I don't really have to roll, because Nadeshko gets context clues that her emotion is fuck off. 
So <laughs> there we go. Sixty-six. Correct. All right. Lucky number. Mm. About that. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> this is the greatest tabletop game ever written. Jed, if you wish to hold the result of sixty-six, the result for the emotion matrix is a dark flame. A feeling in your heart, one that you've been trying to ignore. It burns violently and threatens to consume you. This person is at the center of it all. What will happen when you find out why? Uh, let me put that in Twitter terms for you. Problematic fave. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a fave thing or is I, that like a burning hatred? I was imagining burning I, hatred, but... It seemed, like, it seemed like like bad boy to me, but you know. I mean, uh, feeling in your heart. I mean, what is, do you want to hold this feeling or you can spend Aiki to, uh, or Kiai to move anywhere on the matrix, but you're stuck in the lower right corner there, girl. Okay. So I can either move over here or here at a, at an expense to blood relative (laughs) or strange interest. (laughs) Strange interest sounds a lot more loaded than the other one. You're right. If you'd like to make it even more loaded, please feel free. (laughs) <laughs> Please feel free, Jed Uncle. Um. <laughs> okay, so I guess I have a weird interest in this person no matter what, so I guess I'll just stick with the dark flame. Okay. So tell us why these feelings may be erupting in Phoenix's heart when they see the eternal up front. I guess I for the audience at home, here's the physical description of like the eternal. It is, as I said, a Someone who's a little, almost more creature than man, wrapped in bandages, you know, from head to foot, wielding only, like, a very bright blade, like, that shimmers almost like the moonlight. Okay, so I, I guess my initial impression with him, based on that role, like, I my initial impression after seeing him, A, endanger my friend, and B, act like this, is I'm just thinking... Like, it's this flash in my brain that's like, okay, this is exactly the kind of person that I might have become if I had stayed on my path before. And it's the person that Dying Man warned me against. Like, the very concept of... It's like I'm staring down the very concept of evil, and that makes me both terrified and infuriated. You know you didn't have to do that. I did, though. I I couldn't sit there and watch you die. I had to do whatever I could to get you out. Young lady, you don't need this life. Not anymore. But right now, like, that is on your mind. You see this, like, creature of almost pure malice and hate. Um, Nadeshko, you're still at, like, a clash point. But Rain, what are you? What is your reaction? Um, I think that she's going to stumble a bit, and just like as she's like pulling out her pack, but she's still wounded. She has um, like she probably like doubles over in pain as she's like, uh, like almost drops her pack and uh, like starts like stumbling over to um where the two of them are clashing, uh, pulling out her uh her Tetsubo, just like. It extends out of her pack a like that huge uh, like mm-hmm. spiked uh, club, and it like she takes it in a swing at uh, at the Eternal, saying, "No, you get away from her." All right, I'm gonna let 
June, you're going to have your action. You're going to try and attack the Eternal, is that correct? Uh, yeah, cinematically, it's like her intention is uh, just, like, knocking them away. Like, I, I would want to be, like, uh, like she just slams into the Eternal with her uh, Tetsu Bone, just, like, uh, knocks them into the wall. Uh, the Eternal got one success, June, you got two. What happens is, like, the Eternal is so focused on, like, his, you know, fairly, like almost pinprick eyes like you know like you could see only like a dot of light behind them but they are so entirely focused on Nadeshko's blade that he doesn't even account for the massive Tatebo um that has effectively slammed into like his rib cage um and you have sent him flying back just a little bit yep um, uh, how much damage did you do seven damage that's pretty good for a non-magical weapon jeez this might be a cursed weapon i i uh. we have to decide later <laughs> we will have to decide later but anyhow so you send uh him flying and like you just from like you know like you're at you're still at that restaurant he's like you know sent like rolling into some tables and you just hear him chuckling a bit <laughs> oh more to fight <laughs> this should be fun as he rises up from the like rubble and just dusts himself off i think after rain like took that big swing she's now like uh resting the the tetsubo on like uh on the ground and like using it to like hold herself up and panting you get the die first. Bullshit. I say and lunge at him. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Do your attack roll. You got it. Um, Six successes. See. Eat shit, little man. <laughs> He's going to try and fight back with his own uh, blade. He's going to try and counterattack. He's got decent odds, but, you know. We'll see. I'm a better swordsman so, than He's faster than me, but I'm I have more skill with a blade than him. That's What's ten up, whole dice, man? though. It's a lot of dice. You're not wrong about that. <laughs> and then he does something quite interesting. Aww. Describe to me kind of what happens narratively, like in your mind when someone uses Aiki. What does that kind of feel like? I think, I think like from the... I think if you imagine like... A normal, like, sword strike, even, like, a skilled one, you sort of have this, like, drawn-out, like, classic, like, the dual perspective, right, of, like, the two combatants. And when you spend Ikea, it's almost like the camera moves with you instead, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think we see sort of, like, the like the angle, like, the camera takes his side, and you see the blade flash faster than, faster than it even had been going. Because the Eternal... I've been keeping track of the Aiki you've been giving me. He burned six Aiki to match your blade. As just, like, this toothy grin, like, you know, spreads across his face. Phoenix, what are you doing? Um, Before we start a combat round proper. Hmm. I guess I'm going to... I'm going to get nearby to, like, get into a fighting stance and be like, three against one, asshole. Better run. <laughs> <laughs> oh fantastic i was hoping to have a little fun tonight 
so you, um, with the lighting of the restaurant, you kind of see every, like, the people in the restaurant are scattering, of course, like, and seeing this man, like, fly across, and also the three of you with weapons drawn and, like, fighting stances up, that everybody is just, like, booking it, and he has eyes on all three of you, basically, as you get a better look at his blade. He has in his possession a lotus petal known as the Mantis Scythe. It is this long, sickly-looking sort of, like, it is a long, sickly-looking blade, a double-edged scythe that seems to be able to almost change a little bit of shape depending on how he's swinging it. It is a quite fearsome weapon. June, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you see the Mantis Scythe? What did she tell you about this blade? I, I'm, I'm curious. I, I think the, the the point of the weapon is that it's supposed to, uh, like, because it's double ended. It's a double ended scythe. It, it like or double edged scythe. It cuts you on the way going in and then coming back. So mm-hmm. it is supposed to be uh, a way to get around defenses and uh, like really deal damage from places where. People aren't actually able to defend. By that token, with like his speed, you know that he that is gonna be very dangerous in his hands as the Eternal makes the first move. Uh so I think that Rain is going to tell both of them just like kind of uh loud enough for them to hear, but just like I recognize this weapon. Keep your guard up everywhere. You can attack from angles you're not prepared for. In, in that, like, second, he makes a massive swing. Like, this thing is on a long pole, but it's even, like, longer as, like, the head seems to detach from the pole itself and is going to swing at all three of you at the same time, at a distance. I think uh, Nadeshko... First of all, uh, the camera will show, since he originally clashed blades with her, she hasn't blinked or looked at anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she is... In general, very angry, but also specifically at this moment, angry at the idea he would be even trying to fight anyone else and will interfere on his attacks on others, too. As, like, the head detached from this weapon that just seems to, like, reflect moonlight that moonlight doesn't seem to emerge from, Nadeshko, your blade works faster than you have ever accounted for. You're acting almost on some sort of, like, instant in which you are attempting to deflect and parry this blade. You see the head of this scythe heading straight for Wayne's heart, and yet you have been able to tap into some sense of speed to deflect it away as Rain is able to pull her senses together and just duck in time as she remembers the words of her mother that allowed her to understand how this weapon worked. Uh, words that she couldn't necessarily tell you what they were, but she remembered the sound. In Phoenix, you you managed to, with, with the palm of your hand in a quick sidestep, the flurry that came from the Eternal doesn't even nick your hair. Not many live through that one. <laughs> Very few actually are able to repel that. He sees, like, Nadeshko's, like, kind of burning eyes. I want to see what you're made of, though. But he's going to try and, like, 
push past Nadeshko, or almost like would it? I think it would be more interesting if he attempts to like clothesline Nadeshko and like get themselves into the middle of the square. Is so that would be an unarmed he's doing then, right? I could counter this with my sword. I would like to counter with ninjutsu, which is slightly worse. And then if it works, I'll tell you why. Does that sound good? Okay. Sounds great. He's got, he has five successes. Okay. I got four. four. I'm going to use Aiki. Uh, I'm going to use 12 Aiki to boost up three to get a total of seven successes. What happens? Uh, I bite him on the arm and then use Venometer. And then he, and then basically while my, my teeth are latched onto him, I spit poison on him. And then he shakes me off pretty quick. Tell me a little bit about this poison. What? How does it, like, what does it do? It's a very basic poison. Um, I don't, like, I think if I knew this fight was coming, I'd prepare something more sophisticated, but this is just a very general, like, makes your blood burn, and not, like, hot. It's just like, oh, this fucking sucks. Um, I don't even think it would be, I'd, you'd have to use quite a lot to kill someone. Um, mm-hmm. But it is, like, it makes wounds worse and heal more slowly and it just sort of generally burns in your system. You bite down onto the Eternal's arm, right? Mm-hmm. And he is he's like wincing, right? Like this is like not that he's unfamiliar with this sensation, but he's like deeply inconvenienced. So he like, you know, stumbles himself into like the middle of the town square. And for a moment, for a moment, you think that it does hurt him is the thing Mm -hmm. you see like the kind of like almost steam rise from like where the like acid is like burning his skin and he takes the scythe and just cleanly lops off a portion of his arm and he seems like just he just flings off the poison part of his skin and he covers it up with the bandages he goes that'll take a while it but, oh, I knew you would be fun. <laughs> the ride of your life. And I start walking towards him, sort of, like, sort of held, like, I think sort of, like, like parallel to my body as I'm advancing. As fun as this is, darling, I think we're going to have to delay this a little. We'll pick this up later. And he, you see the, you see the building that was used for the infirmary, right? Mm-hmm. As he basically cleanly slices off, like, the foundations of the, like, infirmary as it is sliding off. I would like to take two, I would like two light harm, two light wounds, because Nadeshko was just going to charge through the falling pieces to try and get at him. And fail, but she will try. And as, like, the crumbling is starting, people are running out of, like, the building. Like, as the rubble is, like, falling everywhere, like, massive pieces are, like landing with like chunk you know and you see hayate with emmy in his arms running trying to run away from this and the eternal sees you'll do and a long tendrilled hand grabs hayate and he just starts running and you'll you heard him you heard the eternal before he runs say find me at the hive and runs Nadeshko, like, fighting through the rubble, like, you see him grab Hayate, and you're gonna, like, you're charging through. What stopped Nadeshko? I think it's just, like, basically, like, the, so that she, he slices the foundation, and it causes that part of the building to lean, right? 
And mm-hmm. I think just the sh- like the tiles on the roof are raining down. There's like a cascade of them. And yeah. they're like slamming into her and it's not that much like damage, but it hurts and when they shatter they kick up dust and she just like stumbles and like loses her sense of direction for a second. Yeah. So the building is crumbling and you just hear like Emmy call for her father as the as the eternal runs into the night with Hayate in his arms. I think Rain's going to try to like stumble over to grab Emmy and get her out of the danger. Phoenix? Um, I find the part of it that is like teetering over and uh I do my best to balance it while people get out. Like like are you holding it up? You're just like holding I'm lifting from the bottom, basically. Okay. So you're just doing a deadlift on like this po- corner of the building. Yeah. Alright, that's sick. Your knees are starting to like buckle a little as the weight of this building you thought could hold is starting to weigh down on you. A teaching from, like, Master Retsu, like, floats into your mind. What is it? When lives hang in the balance, you can find plenty of strength from unexpected sources. What's that unexpected source? The earth itself. I dig my feet into the earth in a specific way that, like, I'm borrowing some of the energy from the earth to keep this building up. And June, you grab Emmy. Because Phoenix is able to hold up this building... You're able to get Emmy out of the way. Um, Nadeshko. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Probably Nadeshko is going to go threaten Emmy uh, for the location of the hive. Why do you need to threaten her? <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes, right? I think mostly just walking up in a very bad mood and demanding to know where the hive is. Okay. So the scene is like. You like basically everyone has evacuated from the building and Phoenix basically finds a way to like let the building down and like your muscles are straining, but you manage to get it done. Like you've just you're just like lying on the ground, just like panting and breathing, just trying to regain like try to remember the concept of air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh because you didn't breathe for like a solid like three three minutes there. Um, and so, um, there's rubble, there's people that are, like, around, and Emmy is, um, currently, like, so, the scene is, like, you're, like, laid out on your back at the moment, uh, Phoenix, Rain, you're with Emmy, and Nadeshko, you're approaching Emmy? Yeah, I think we, like, the camera is, like... Uh, Emmy is like right up against the camera, and in the distance we see uh, Nadeshko marching. Another Nadeshko leaps down from a rooftop, and like the two exchange looks, and the clone shakes her head no and turns back into a piece of paper. Um, and then uh, Nadeshko marches over, and says, "I've lost his trail. Where is the hive?" The, the he he went to the hive. Where is the hive? I'm not interested in small talk. Give me an answer. She's, um, I'm gonna say, like, with just, like, how imposing you're being at the moment, she's gonna have to do a quick willpower check. That she doesn't, you know, get frightened by this ninja lady, Mm -hmm. like, talking at her like this. 
I'm going to say she retains her composure a little bit. Like, she, you know, wipes the tears out of her eyes and she stands up, looks at you. It's like... The hive is 50 paces in that direction and points, right? That's really close. 500, something like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Space is fake. I get it. I get it. I also make these Sure. Um, it, yeah, yeah. It's just it's like... The buzzing that you hear, it's in that direction. But good luck going through that place without. And I think without even, like, this, I, I just have to play the character honestly. From uh, Emmy's perspective, she doesn't even mm-hmm. see her move. Nadeshko's gone. Ah, oh, this isn't good. Uh, why do you need to be with us to, to get there? Because the Hive is a massive interconnected series of tunnels containing thousands of varieties of insects that you... I I went in there recently, but the the floors shift, okay? Actually shift. But I know how to get through it. Oh dear, I... I, the player, really hope y'all get here in time. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I will, so I have an idea why we'd be able to catch up, but um, for right now, Rain is going to like just kind of like panting and like uh, what what um physical state is Emmy in right now? Like, can she walk? She can walk. She can stand. Okay, she's like tears in her eyes, but like she didn't like she more from the last battle she passed mm-hmm. out. She didn't really get hurt. She was like lying in bed last I remembered, so Yes. She is well rested. But also she did just see this like creature of like, you know, pure malice grab her father in. Yeah. So she's angry, she's scared, she has now this ninja lady who ran straight for the massive tunnel of bugs. (laughs) (laughs) So I think Rain's going to just like kind of stagger up and like uh Fee. Do you think you can uh, carry her? Maybe we can get there faster. I start getting up and my pa- my panting turns into a laugh just because, like, yeah, I'll do it. Though, um, given the nature of what the hive is, <laughs> I think we'll have plenty of time to get there. <laughs> yeah, I imagine so, too. And I, I think that it would be funny to cut over to Nadeshko getting slower and slower approaching the hive as, like, the bug sounds intensify. Unfortunately, Nadeshko is uh-huh. not, like, tonally, we're not in the comedy part of the episode. So, unfor- unfortunately, we do get Nadeshko slowing down, and she stops, and she says, ah, makes a- And we're, we see, just see the shot very quickly before we cut back to the other two creates a clone and says get some oil oh shit this doesn't sound good no (laughs) (laughs) i do not approve of medeshko's course of action here okay then i think that uh we're going to follow uh fee carrying uh uh emmy and like rain is going to be like uh, she's going to be using her Tetsubo as a like uh, as a staff to just like hobble her way forward uh, through her wounds. So uh, to set the scene, uh, Six Nadeshko uh, ran off. You said mm-hmm. like is now at the mouth of the hive. Yeah, um, and is yeah trying to prepare it for pyro 
pyrotechnics, let's say. Let's just put it like that. Arson in progress. Okay. <laughs> Arson in progress. Fantastic. <laughs> this will work great, actually. Because, so we're going to describe the scene for Nadeshko at the moment. So I'm going to say it's going to take a little bit of oh, time. Yeah, for... it's going to take a while. Uh, judging by the image you've you've given us, this is a big place. Yes, this is a... So, standing before you, you see this, like, massive honeycomb-shaped cavern kind of, like, jutting from the earth itself. Um, the bug song has an... It's odd. You, It does get louder for a while, but as you approach, you realize it gets quieter. And the reason for that is that there are just so many insects in this hive that the resonant frequency becomes more of like a light rumble on the ground. And so standing before you is at what Nadeshko can presume to be the entrance of the uh, hive is a massive like silk webbing that, you know, upon inspection is quite tensile and quite tough. And you, you've already kind of stated your action. You're going to, like, try and find some oil and try and burn this, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to try and smoke Bandage Boy out. So that's going to take a lot okay. of smoke. That's <laughs> not smoke, it's steam. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so. So, okay. Um, I would say, like, the image also is that on, like, Emmy is now on, like, Phoenix's back. Like, Phoenix, you're just, like, running with this, like, smaller child on mm -hmm. your back. And June, um, you're, like, all in front, but you are taking directions from uh, Emmy herself. Mm -hmm. As um, she's pointing you towards, like, the hive. Rain and Phoenix, are you just, like, super focused on getting to the hive? Hmm. I'm trying to think if, like, if, there's, if there's anything to talk about. Um. Uh. I guess, like, maybe uh, Rain would kind of, like, ask, uh, any chance you know who that is to, to both, both of them? Just, like, an open question? I don't know him. I don't know if he grabbed him randomly or if... I don't know. I just know that my, my my papa's somewhere in there. Don't worry, we'll get him back. I don't know who he is, but I do know that the sight of him makes me furious, and I can't explain why. Just something about him, something about the energy he gives off, makes me think that he simply should not exist. And I'm doing everything in my power to... Handle that feeling well instead of just running right up to him and wringing his body lifeless. Mm, if that's what it takes to get that pedal away from him, I don't know. That he's got a nasty one. Is that, yeah, that's a real pedal. That, that was what a pedal looks like. Emmy's lost in thought. Uh, I think at this point, like, 
just narratively forget logic of how long it would take to build a fire i think the fire is starting and it is building slowly and uh nadeshko is pacing outside slowly like adding to the fire bit by bit and shouting into it come out bandage boy i don't give a damn about your hostage so i'm gonna say uh rain and phoenix um arrive on the scene i mean he sees like the small fire um showing like you see the small fire in front of like the hive and um emmy like shouts to you like like ninja lady i don't i don't that's not going to work why not put out the damn fire first it took some effort to build it you're going to have to tell me why it won't work before i'm willing to put it out i say and add a little more oil Do you want every insect in this hive to descend upon you at once? Presumably, smoke will kill them. That's a famous technique, actually, for killing hornets, she notes as she adds more <laughs> to the fire. My father is still in there, but he's... This... This flame isn't going to do anything! Nadeshko, do you happen to see how many holes, how many openings this hive has? I mean, I could do nothing, or I could do this. Or I choose could... to be proactive. Or we could go in and actually... No. Okay. No. Okay, listen, you want to go in, you please be my guest. No, I'm not going in there. You want to chase him out? That I will put out the fire. That would be appreciated. There is no way I am going in there. If I'm around, they won't attack you. They won't attack us, okay? But you're not going to be able to smoke that out. These tunnels run for... Longer than just this entrance. Nadeshko, like, considers this as she is frowning. And then she starts working on putting out the fire. (sighs) Miss Nadeshko, that's... She, like, Emmy is going to take a second to, like, kind of collect herself a little bit. And goes, like, also, I would appreciate it. Just listen, okay? I can help here. I know I'm not... I have no illusions of being able to fight that thing, okay? But right now, you three are the only chance I have of getting my papa back. So, just let me help you out, okay? No matter what happens, I'll keep you and your papa safe. I, for one, would be more than happy to have you with us. She extends her wings and, like, Nadeshko, you're gonna notice this because your eyes are so, like, trained, but, like, there's an almost invisible pollen that begins to spread from her. They won't attack me if... with this. Nadeshko is, is, has been thinking, um, visibly. And it's like, okay, where does this let out? If there are other exits, he's just gonna run again. He has no reason not to. So, the best course of action would be for you three to flush him out and I cover the other exit. Like, she, she, like, pulls out a stick and starts drawing in the dirt, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, says, okay. She draws out, like, a series of very crude, like, tunnels and also, like, the mouth and the exit. More than likely, it exits out over here. And she's, like, pointing to, like, the, where the exit would be on the other side. To circumnavigate this would take days. But you might be able to go above it, 
Tedesco. But, you know, she points to, like, the, you know, jagged, like, edges in the, like, like, um, massive, like, honeycomb itself. It's, like, circumnavigating, like, navigating through that. <sighs> I mean, I was able to get over that, but it was still took a lot of flight. <sighs> Do you think you could send a shadow, like, a, a clone that way and cover the rear? The clone loses that fight. Mm, at least to keep him busy? So, keeping him busy, you have this kind of realization that he wouldn't necessarily, like, you don't have a ton of time, but you should still have some time. Because you notice that there was, like, a little hairline fracture in the, like, blade itself that he was using earlier. Emmy? Uh, Emmy, I have a suggestion for you. What is it? You could go in, uh, perhaps take uh, Rising Phoenix here as a guard. Uh, the objective of our masked assailant is this, and pats her sword. If I don't go in there, he can't get it. He is not advancing his objectives. And I don't mean to be rude, but I don't really care if your dad lives or dies, I suppose it would be sad if he did, but it's not going to make me change my course of action. Rain just if glares at Nadesco. So if you inform him <laughs> of this, he should change his approach. He is not advancing his goals in any way by hiding in a bug nest. There was something about his sword, though. It seemed like it had a saw a slight crack in it like ah it, this is probably why he wants mine is because his is about to break and he needs a replacement oh that would make sense i was hmm. or is he looking to repair it in there for some reason would my dad even know how to repair those oh uh the I'm sorry, the, the knowledge of how to make those is a bit... I'm trying to, like... I, I, I'm I'm trying to, like, decide whether it's very, like, extremely rare, like, or, like, exclusive to just her mom. Um, like... What would be more interesting? I, like... I mean, I don't think that her mom is, like, a once... in Like, just, like, the, the greatest weaponsmith in the world. I think that she is just an exceptional one. So... I I think she, I think um Rain is going to say uh there isn't anyone on this continent that should know how to make those but making and repairing are different things right I assume it depends on the extent of you know I don't make swords but I, she pulls up her sword I've sharpened this before it didn't take a degree but repairing the structure of one is a little more difficult I imagine that you could just as easily break it if you didn't know what you're doing. Oh, fantastic. Then let's wait a little bit longer. If he's counting on your father to fix it for him, then I don't think that'll go great. I don't think it'll go great for him either. And I think that that's when she's going to like just start pushing forward toward the entrance. Like, I'm not going to let him die. All right. Nadeshko sits down. Nadeshko? <laughs> Nadeshko. Mm -hmm. Keep being difficult and I'll blindfold you and march you into the... I'll kill you. You can do whatever you want. 
monk. You've convinced me that you're capable and you're less of a fool than I thought. But if you think you're my boss, we are going to have an argument over this, and minimum you will lose a limb. That is my promise to you. Fine. I don't have time for this bullshit anyway. Someone's life is in danger. I'll send you a clone. Compromise. And she gives a very annoying smile. I think we'll have to take that. So tell me how you're splitting up the group. Uh, everyone plus, except Nadeshko, plus a clone of Nadeshko going in. Mm-hmm. And Nadeshko's going to wait on her own out here. Mm-hmm. Nadeshko, producing two clones in an attempt at a peace offering, is left sitting at the entrance of the hive. She alone sits as the others turn their back on her and dive into the massive hive itself. Sir? What horrors Sir? await them? <clears throat> uh, hey, buddy. Ah! Buddy, you good? What? Whoa. Uh, I've been trying to get your attention. The job's done, bud. Oh, uh, my, uh, my apologies. I guess I was distracting my companion and we lost track of time. Uh, yeah, sure, fine. Um, regardless, uh, job's finished here. We're good to go. Oh, that's wonderful. C will be able to make it to town on time. Oh, perfect. So how much do we owe you, my friend? Uh, here's the invoice. You'll see it's all laid out. I'm sorry, how much? Uh, numbers on the bottom, bud. I can read that, but that's not even close to how much the foreman mentioned on the phone. That was before we learned how much more complicated this swamp would make it, and having to count for the wood itself, it's full of insects. Disposing of the stuff is a real pain. Uh, not to mention energy powering the suits all the way out here. Uh, should I go on? I, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for any of this. This is completely absurd. Uh, clearly you have time to argue about it. Uh, I can't move this wood until I know where it's going. I can't just leave it here on the road, so, um, are you paying for services rendered, or what's going on here? Gentlemen, please, there has to be a way to settle this. Oh, come on! Even you can see how ridiculous this is. Uh, what's ridiculous here is being given the runaround. Uh, I got other jobs to go to. Uh, Katagara, excuse us for a moment. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Sir, can you come with me? God's charged invoice bullshit ass. I do apologize for my companion. Uh, this is what it is, but, uh, look, I don't have control of the prices. This is what it is here. Let me take a look. This should cover it, plus a little more for your trouble. Thank you, miss. And, I'm sorry, I snapped at your friend. Um, listen, I got a family to feed, but, hey, most folks don't see that. It's fine. We're all just trying to get by, I suppose. But I do thank you for getting out here so quickly. It was nothing. Safe travels, man. That takes care of that. Did you just pay him that absurd amount he was asking for? Absurd or no, consider how much time it would take to negotiate any sort of price agreement or getting the foreman on the line. Then the foreman would probably have to come out here and, or anything else like that. I want to make it to the inn as much as you do. <sighs> I guess you're right. I don't really care for that kind of surprise, though. Or other kinds of surprises, I can gather. Am I that obvious? A little. But, my friend, you must learn to be a little more flexible. Why do you think that tree fell down in the first place? That which does not bend will surely... Yeah, 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 will surely break, I know. (laughs) Alright, fair enough. Shall we continue? The path ahead is now wide open. Yes, let's. Now, 
before we were interrupted, uh, if I remember correctly, the Eternal had just run off? Absolutely right. <clears throat> With their backs turned to Nadeshko, Rain, Phoenix, and Emmy stride forward into the deep caverns of the Hive, seeking to rescue Hayate and recover the Lotus Petal. They continue their walk down into the cavern. As uh, Emmy is kind of leading down, uh, leading like leading you down this corridor, I'm going to assume you have like lighting of some kind. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna got you on that one. Um, and Emmy like also can provide a little bit of luminescence. Yeah, I'm sure that um, Rain has something in her pack for lighting. Don't know what it is. Could be right. like an, another like ornamental like, uh, like you uh, like what's the word like uh, a weapon that is only like use has a very like unique use uh, it... uh, no no it's a it's a knife that is also a flashlight uh, no <laughs> not that not that silly but you know it's technically a weapon but it's a light it's just a light <laughs> it's like it's like a sword from like a particular like group of like night watch who all have like special swords that glow for their patrols or, or something. it's like uh, a piece mm-hmm. of a rifle that like uh has like still has like powder in it but it's it's used as like a lantern rather than like uh yeah rather than actually firing anything i really like the idea of a rifle that like it's sort of outdated tech but like you know instead of having like the like the flint box right where the hammer drops and you know there's the powder in there sure it just has like a constantly running little furnace you have to maintain oh and you have to like shovel in like a little bit of fuel Uh but it also provides light that way Sure. Interesting. Do you think Emmy also has, like, since it's a bug-related village, do you think that she has, like, a firefly sort of lantern? Like, some sort of bug that gives off uh, light? I don't know, Jen. Like are your like... flashlights powered by little monkey? The book accounts for this. <laughs> yes, there are, like, there are little, like, Actually, you didn't. You're not wanting for too much light because across the ceiling are these night worms that do glow in the night. Uh, the word I was looking for before was novelty, because mm, novelty. Yeah, uh, Rain has just a ton of novelty anyway. weapons. Sure, I, I I am here for Rain having a series of incredibly novelty, <laughs> incredibly niche weaponry yeah. <laughs> that only has very specific <laughs> application. <laughs> The knife edge of this particular lantern is a little shovel. <laughs> anyway, you're walking down. So you're walking down this uh, cavern and, you know, you're flanked by um, the two uh, Nadeshko clones. And Emmy is just leading the way. It's a little bit of a walk. And just at, and asks out loud, like, Can Nadeshko hear what we're saying? Yes, says one. Well, I don't like you very much. Okay. How how do you two deal with her? It's usually not this bad. And she just has a thing with bugs. I think that Rain is going to, like, walk up a little, like, to, to catch up with the, uh, to, I mean, like, just kind of like, uh, if she's okay with it, like, uh, 
I don't know. I'm trying to like think of like a way of like platonically like uh giving like physical assurance. Like uh and Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's perfect. Like, uh for like just I'm sure we'll get him back. We're not gonna let him be hurt. Okay, okay, okay. Just she turns around and it's like Miss Rain, I appreciate this, but right now I'm just trying to... Let me focus, please. She's visibly, like, absolutely shaking. Uh, Rain is shaking as well. She's not dealing well with, like, the idea of uh, Amy's parent dying. Walking down the cavern, you find yourself upon, like, a... Like, Emmy holds uh, her hand up. And you see there is a sudden, like, sheer drop uh, in front of you. And light isn't quite le- reaching uh, down that hole. And she points to across the uh, chasm. Because, well, normally I just, you know, she flutters her wings a little bit. But I don't think I can carry you two. How do you propose we get across this? There's a massive chasm in front of you. How do you get across? Do we have 50 feet of rope in our packs? It's going to be very hard to tie it on. Well, I guess I guess she could tie it on the other end. You could toss it to her. <laughs> you toss a, like, a ninja clone down the hole. <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking, like... So one thing I was thinking about is, if this was an anime, one of the things that the audience would, like, the, the deep audience the deep fandom would never shut up about is the inconsistent characterization of the clones as to whether they are just extensions of nadeshko or sometimes they slightly have their own personality um just one of them has like hair side swept <laughs> yeah. to the left the other has the hair side swept to the right but with like one hasn't you know well in this whatever yeah, in this instance i think you get uh number two who is slightly, just a little bit tsundere, and is like, I mean, I guess we could give you a boost. That's knee Deshko right there. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna cancel this whole. I think, I think, I think I will call them Ichidesko and Ichidesko and Nideshko now. I like. Oh, that. that's good. That's cute. Yeah, Ichidesco and Nideshko <laughs> is so cute. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you have um, Nideshko, like, doing the whole, like, you know, puffy cheeks thing is just, like, gonna be like, okay, I guess I'll lend a hand. So, is Nideshko gonna, like, jump across? I think what Nideshko, Nideshko is, like, willing to hear what the plan is, but basically was assuming it's, like, when you boost someone over the wall but is, like, basically going to try and, like, throw them as best they can to get them up. Like, you run, step on Nadeshko's hands, and then they try and catapult you across. Okay. Is is Nadeshko's idea. Uh, Ichideshko is uh, doing her nails. Um, I mean, of the two of us, I think that Phoenix probably has the best chance of doing a acrobatics, like, acrobatic, like, flip over the pit yeah i guess i could i guess i could be thrown over there uh, launched over there and then i take the other end of the rope and like like act as i 
I basically use my center of gravity to keep the rope steady as people cross using it. Which is probably for the best, says Ichi Dashko, because, uh, Glance looks at me up and down. I don't think she's going to be able to hold the weight of our weapon collector and her closet of weapons. So? what? What's the plan? What are you doing? I guess I'm getting launched by Nideshko over to the other side. And Emmy just flutters across herself, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I'm holding one end of the rope, basically. Okay. So, let's see. Alright, Phoenix, I'm gonna have you... So, I'm gonna say, what kind of... Um... This is gonna be like acting as a support, so this is gonna add bonuses to... Um like phoenix's like role mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i'm gonna say this is going to be I mean, there's kind of no way it's not uh, body right yeah well body movement which i think you can mix and match the okay like yeah i'm pretty sure like you could do a mix and match where it's like You'll be using your movement, like, as doing the jump, but you're using your physical strength rather than, like, how fast you can move. Okay, so that would be 8d6 less than 1? Correct. Okay. Challenge rating 2. There's currently no... And does Nidesco give a bonus? Yeah, what's the assist that I... Should I just roll straight up body and see? Um, I'm gonna say... What's uh, what's Nidesco's body? 4. Technically, clones have five, but that would be higher than Nadeshko, which doesn't seem right, so I say four. I'm going to say that's going to give um, Jen a plus two. Okay, so ten d6 then. Yeah, you should be able to clear this. Let us hope. Yeah, hopefully. No! <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gotta be kidding I mean, me! Oh, you have a movement of one? Yeah, oh, I mean... I didn't realize that part. Okay, so um, I ima- I'm imagining this scene in which Nidashko like is on one knee. She is like has her hands like cupped, ready to like grab like Phoenix's foot, right? And Phoenix, this is like like chariots of fire, like this beautiful <laughs> run, right? You do this go- incredible like just like dash towards, right? And you land on Nidashko like in Nidashko's hands, and she like lifts you up and as you are hurtling through the air you remember oh i should have tied a rope to myself (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck am i holding the length of the rope or i think we just completely (laughs) forgot it you're holding on to it you're holding on to it but you are realizing now you probably should have tied it to you yourself first okay well remember there are ways to get out of this yeah, okay. Um How many successes does she need? Just one more. Just one more? Just one just, more, yeah. which is incredible considering how many <laughs> dice she yeah. rolled, but you know just, Yeah, just spend I mean, the IK, girl. It's a one in okay, six chance so and like, rolling ten doesn't give you that like rolling one success on ten die for that, but that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Okay. So that'd be Just okay. spend three IK. Three, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. And that'll tie but um that you like you um so you just had that thought in like in your mind of like oh man i really should have tied this rope like (laughs) 
to my waist or something <laughs> as you like kind of you know you think about it you flail a little bit in the air then you refocus and you manage to like at the other side your hand grips on what you only hope is like the honeycomb of you know whatever you know myriad of like beasties that live in this uh hive right yeah um but you clamber up i assume you tie the rope to your waist in some way uh nideshko fish fist pumps Ichi Desko, Deshko, like, rolls her eyes, but continue, does the fist bump regardless. <laughs> Alright. Uh, that could have gone better, but uh, y'all can come over now? Okay. I'm just gonna say, like, it's not interesting if, <laughs> you know, I make you necessarily roll for um, being able to cross a rope. You, you figured that part out. <laughs> but... Nadeshko at the outside, uh, like at, at the cave entrance. Mm-hmm. It's nightfall. You heard what they were saying in there. What's what's on your mind? Do you like? Do you have anything you're reflecting on? Do you have anything that you're like thinking about? Like what what what's kind of going through Nadeshko's head as she's like, I assume, just sitting outside of this cave entrance. I think Nadeshko is actually like. This is a long enough wait that it's hard to, like, she, like, she was sitting there and she was angry and focused and she, like, there's a part of her that's like, and I want to stay angry and focused this whole time. But it's that thing where you're like, this is a really long time. It's hard for me not to feel other emotions in the meantime, right? Um, And so she's not able to, like, stay just, like, purely pissed. And she is kind of thinking about the fact that, like... She is having a bit of introspection about the fact that she, you know, gets hired for a job and she shows up and she does the job. And if something seems like it's going to be a distraction from the job, she doesn't do it. And people aren't reacting as well to that as she's used to. And she's just kind of pondering that. She's like, you know, I know I was kind of harsh, but usually a little bit later people realize I was right. And it doesn't seem to be happening. <laughs> like this is she like has this like thought in the back of her mind. It's like. This is the part where they pay me and thank me for these <laughs> services. What's what's going on? Yeah. Or or you know someone says like like you know I uh, they think I can't hear them, but I'm I'm I still can because I have good hearing. And they're at the bar and they're like, yeah, she's cold, but damn, she gets the job done. And instead, they're talking yeah. about how much they don't like me. <laughs> do you like? Do you tap into like the lotus petal? To, like, try and, like, sort these emotions out. Oh, I think that's the problem, is I've been tapping the Lotus Petal for a while, because the Lotus Petal fucking hate that guy. I think the fact that I'm able to think about something else is because I'm sitting and waiting, and thus my hand is not on my sword for a minute here. So this is actually more from Nadeshko. Yeah. And she's just, like... You're right. She's so used to people like being like, "Oh, Nadeshko, you know what? You're you're a bitch, but you're correct." Mm-hmm. You know that sort of mm-hmm. thing, right? But mostly, it's people talking like, you know, you heard Emmy go from like, "Oh, can she hear us?" and she was like, "Okay, good. I'm gonna call her a name." You know? Yeah, it's kind of like I mean, you know, listen. Of course, like a- addressing an invisible audience, she's like, and we all know un- Emmy is an ungrateful, useless little brat. But <laughs> that hurt my feelings. <laughs> She has three regular clones. <laughs> I'm not spending. I'm but, not spending fucking MP for that. 
you have a brain trust of slightly. <laughs> I mean, no, you've spent Nidesco and Ichidesco being the brain trust is already we're, good enough. We're gonna have to sit on. It's gonna have to be like a season two development that even when the clones aren't out, they're there in her head. We're not there yet. <laughs> not there quite yet. Okay. So all right, we're gonna cut back to. We're gonna cut back um to the gang that is in the hive. So you manage to navigate throughout the hive. Like, you know, the clones, you know, like the clones in tow as well. You manage to emerge from the other side. And you see at this like other like you exit out of here and you see like just a little trail of blood, right? From the from the cave mouth like as you are exiting from the hive it took this took a couple hours sun is like was it at night when the so it is like basically midnight you know at this point um there's blood on the ground but and you don't necessarily hear anything except you realize that you're now like at the top of this cliff um, but you see a blood trail. What do you do? Hmm. I mean, following the blood trail seems the obvious thing, but I'm trying to also think, is this a trap? Am I, like, are we being led into a trap? And maybe if there's a roll there, maybe I can roll knowledge information? Or notice? Um, I'm, I'm gonna say notice, yeah. Roll notice for me. Um, I'm gonna keep it's like a DC two, uh, if you notice something. Uh, probably will hit that. Wow, you got five successes there. I'm gonna say not only did you notice that, like, there's no traps in the area, but you do hear something in the distance. Um, rain. Um, you hear the clanging of metal. Okay, so there's what we were thinking before about it being a repair effort is probably more on the money now. Um, I think she's gonna like kind of like get everyone to quicken their pace. Like, okay, uh, there seems to be there sounds like there's a sound of metal. There might be a repair going on. Uh, I think Nideshko says. I should just let you know that if a fight breaks out, if it starts to go poorly, probably Lady is going to have us be dismissed. If we get hurt, she gets hurt. And she gives sort of like an apo- she gives like a slightly apologetic look. Eto. <laughs> well, no, that's that's Sandeshko. We don't have her yet. Well, we wouldn't want anyone here getting hurt, huh? Ooh. <laughs> I I think I think uh Nidesco has just sort of like like listen I just gives you sort of like the listen I just work here look. All right. Let's just run in and see what we can find. Okay. And with that like really successful notice uh mm-hmm. June what what is like what is something else that you notice that tips you off into the direction of not just like the clanging of the hammer? Because remember, we're on top, you're on top of like a cliff, you know, like 
cliff-like area. There's a little bit of wind, but it's not super intense. But what is the thing that, like, what is something else that, like, springs to your mind that will guide you towards your destination or give you some sort of insight? And we've exited the hive at this point. This is just, like, on the other side of it, basically? Okay. Correct. You... Yeah, you've gone through the very long tunnel that was totally super interesting, <laughs> but you know what? It's better to just get through it. <laughs> I was expecting us to, like... No, no, that's... That's... that's like, I was me. expecting it's us like, to have, like, fight in the core of the hive. It's like it's like Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai. It's like all the stuff on the snake road got cut out, the snake way. <laughs> yeah. You met a I mean, lady, it's, it's, and she tried to seduce you, and it turned out she was a big bug, and that was a whole thing. <laughs> You went. Yeah, to, you went, you went like, down to. Was, you went down to hell, and there were these people wearing shirts that said "Bug Hell." There were these yeah. two bugs that like were pointing us in directions, and one told lies, one told the truth. <laughs> yeah, but also, yeah, like there's not saying that there can't be a fight in there. I just, you know, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's but fine. what is the other piece? Um, of, what's the other piece of insight that you've gleaned? Gets us to where we're going. Um. Well. Can I, I, I was going to suggest, like, I was going to, I was thinking that part of the reason why it, like, um, he's, like, over here in the hive, like, coming through the hive anyway, is because uh, he needed some of the, like, I, I forgot what the bugs are called here, like, the, um, the analids. analids. Like, he needed some, like, material from the analids, so we have this, like, smell similar to, like, in the village of, like, the, like, Maybe, I don't know, like, this smell of, like, bugs being processed, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, almost like you, you, like, scent, you smell this, like, sort of burning smell. Yeah, it's, like, the, whatever the, um, I mean, I'm not entirely, like, uh, sure about how the bugs were being used exactly in the village, but, like, I, I would like to kind of make a comparison like oh this is like these are being like these bugs are using are being used as a material for this like repair process or something uh that it uh means that it's being like we get a familiar smell going down but one other thing that you'll notice because of the high notice i'm just mm -hmm. gonna give this to you jen um rain having such a special relationship with like weapons and also the craft of making mm -hmm. weapons, you understand that like there is a particular rhythm that people hit when they are like striking the hammer to steel. Okay. Right. It is a rhythm that like is almost like the internal music of like a person. And you notice that it is not Hayate's rhythm nor is it anyone else you really know but there is that hammering noise but it is not his oh, um then i start to like i'm going to um maybe suggest okay um any i don't think hayate mm -hmm. is the one doing this like uh like wielding this hammer right now i maybe Maybe there's what, what, maybe the situation mean? is different than we imagined. Do you think you could stay like separate from us? We go in first, and you get a look from a different direction to see if you can spot where he is. You you want me to? Do you want me to fly up there and see if 
I can't say I follow, uh, but... Maybe I could be... Maybe I, Jin, me... could be more clear. Like, I'm saying, like, uh, Rain and uh, Phoenix go in and, like, be the the more obvious target, like, um, the more obvious, like, uh, people coming in, and she, like, comes in from a different angle to be able to see, like, what the situation actually is. Mm. That makes sense to me. So send the small child as it's... No, we're, oh, no, no, we're no, no. the we're, we're... She gets to actually take the Got bird's it. eye view and, like, see what the... Like, she'll be able to see the battlefield. We'll just, like, be coming in from the front. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Makes sense to me. Glad I could clear that up. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm going to say that she's going to, like, fly upwards. Like, you know, towards, like, you know, above the tree line. To try and see, like, what is, you know, potentially going on. But are you two just kind of waiting for her to, like, come back down to give you recon? Or are you I rushing think that my idea was to, for us to, like, keep going in. Uh, and what if someone's paying attention to people coming down the, the mountain or the hill, like, we'll be the ones that get noticed and not her. She flies above the tree line, but like, um, it's going to take a second for, um, for her to come back down to give you like that sort of information. But you two are just going to go in before she comes back. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you two, so rain and Phoenix, you round the corner. Um, like I imagine you're taking this slowly. Uh, we're not like barging in, but we're like, I guess it depends on what we see first. Okay, so you see, at, so at the top of this cliff, the full moon is, like, shining quite brightly. And you see a small fire, right? Um, you can hear that, like, crackling smell. Um, and that kind of, like, can kind of tell you what was going on, like, you know, the, <laughs> like, uh, dead materials, let's just say, were being burned, um for to make a makeshift forge um and you see the hammering and you see i'm gonna say kind of like on the like near the like edge of the cliff you see a tied up hayate who's like bruised and beaten but you can distinctly see like the rising and falling of breath okay emmy like floats back down you're like behind like a corner or something and says like that that thing's trying to make the repair as you see the eternal like is focused but you hear the clanging ripple throughout the like night air of him like clanging against like his pedal well what do you say we go up and break his concentration i agree uh, kind of like hesitating, like but like determined. Uh, if you can, if you can get a uh get around his attention, and come down to to save uh your dad, that would help us a lot. Or we could just send the two like one one or both Tendeshko clones up there since they can disappear, and they can serve as the distraction without risking anyone just yet. I think that if the clones are spotted and are in danger, they are going to be dismissed. So we don't need to 
use them as, as a distraction. Uh, uh, it's Nideshko. We are, uh, we were supposed to deliver a message, though, so if, like, we're not, if we aren't under the auspices of fighting, perhaps that would be a temporary distraction? Okay. So, you go for it, give a message, and we could come around the sides and attack? That that makes sense to me, uh, Ichi. And Ichi just sort of, like, looking at her nails again and says, sure. Um... And turn, uh, Rain's gonna turn to Emmy, like, just focus on getting your dad out of here. Don't worry about us. Okay. I might be able to... I might be able to, I don't know, to float down with him in my arms. I don't, I don't know. She is, like, trying to rack her brain as to, like, how she could get her father and get her out. Get herself out, but um, she's going to certainly like is willing to try. But this cliff is rather sheer. <laughs> so, when you mean by like, tell me the nature of this distraction. Um, I think uh, Ichi walks first with knee behind her, and uh, Ichi declares, "Stupid bandage boy!" He turns around. The eye, like, the moon, like, kind of reflecting in his eyes. And, um, a, like, fairly long, like, his arms, like, extend once again and grabs, like, Hayate and draws him forward. Draws him towards himself and pulls, like, the blade isn't broken or anything, but it's still very usable and dangerous. Mm -hmm. It is at Hayate's neck. Goes, like... Not one more step. I don't care about your hostage. What? And Ichi just stops and says, What about you gave me the impression that I'm a humanitarian? My good monster, whatever you are. She's going to make us. He's going to slice at these two. <laughs> uh, they're pretty far away, but, you know, I guess he does have that ranged slash. He's going to, like, de- you know, definitely dash forward while putting, like,. For the sake of the narrative, I think like the like it's another clash. Wait, so is he if he's dashing uh, forward, he's leaving Hayate behind him, right? Then I think yes. that's where Rain would want to spring in and start like she's going to she has her chain gun at the ready and is going to rain down uh bolt like fire on him. The eternal like, you know, drops the uh wounded man next to the like, you know, leaves him at the fire, clearly incensed by the to um talkative ninja um swinging his uh blade with wild abandon at these uh two and from like from the side you ready your weapon rain's gonna pop out and say you think she was only coming by herself and starts firing down at him cutting back i imagine nadeshko the you can feel this like they're engaging in something right Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a you know tingle in the back of your mind but then in the silence in the reverberating bug song in the rustling of the leaves in the pale moonlight you see more accurately you hear footsteps walking towards you and as what the audience sees is a forearm his arm covered in samurai gems. Yeah.